0: You're listening to the MOG channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Welcome to another text by text explanation of God's word. You're going to love it. So let's move in. Our text today is from Matthew chapter 5, verse 43. That's where we're going to start from. And so let's jump right into it. Okay, so you have heard that it has been said that thou shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Okay, so this actually exposes. First of all, it's Jesus talking and this actually exposes the mindset of the world. It's normal. This is actually the normal setting. You love your neighbor and you hate your enemy. Who is your enemy? Your adversary. Who is your enemy? The person who is opposed to you. A person who hates you. A person who wants to harm you. A person who doesn't care about you. A person who is just full of negative vibes. That is your enemy. And so it says, you have heard it has been said, love your neighbor. Who is your neighbor in this context? The person who wants to do good to you the person who is nice to you, the person who is near your friend, people that care about you. You love those people, right? You love your own and then you hate the others, the enemy, those who are opposed to you. And this is actually the premise the Jewish nation had been operating on for years, for many years. Before Jesus came, this was the norm in the time just was in this was still the norm love your neighbor hate your enemy but it's not isolated to them think about it who do you actually love i mean it is to love your family your family is supposedly for you is it to love your friends your friends are for you your pre- parents your people close to you you can love them right because they are what close to you they are for you they are your neighbors <laughs> are you seeing that and of course your enemies the only feelings you would have towards them are hate You know, anger, frustration, negative emotions, negative vibes because these people are not for you. But look at verse 44. Jesus said, but I say unto you, love your enemies. And so that's just a total twist in the, (laughs) or I like to put like this, a spanner in the works. Love your enemies. Love those that hate you. He now explains what he means by love your enemies. He says, bless them that curse you. To bless means to speak well of, right? To speak well of those who actually or even praise, celebrate those that hate you or that curse you actually. Of course, to curse is not a good thing. Curse is, you know, it's, it's like a word where a person, you know, tries to put doom, like they speak doom over you. That means it's never be well with you. You know, you will die a miserable death. Your children will be barren, stuff like that. It says, imagine people that say that to you. They are speaking words against you. They are speaking words and their hope is that you perish. Their hope is that you die. Their hope is that something bad happens to you. That's the idea of a curse. A curse is that something bad should happen to you. Something negative. And Jesus tells us that we should what? Love our enemies. Love our enemies. And so, from this, I'd like to say something that love does not require... <laughs> Let me, How will I put this word? love does not require compensation love is not a reaction are you seeing that love is not something that looks for payment in any shape or form love initiates love is not a response love is an initiation are you seeing that when i say love is not a response the point is not like you cannot respond with love But the point of it is that love is a decision that is irrespective or happens irrespective of the other person's behavior. So, in love, I'm not expecting anything from the other party. There is no expectation. Love just loves. Are you seeing that? Because if a person is going to curse you, right? A person is going to speak ill of you, speak doom over you, want bad things to happen to you hates you despise you is jealous of you and all you are doing towards that person is what speaking well of them blessing them do you know what this means imagine an enemy going around or someone going around and just saying bad things about you saying you know staining your reputation just telling everybody how horrible you are all the bad things you've in quote done to them and how you are just a wicked person things that are not true they just go around that's all they're saying about you they leave a negative impression of you with every single person they meet and yet what does god tell you it tells you leave a positive impression of that person with everyone else in other words don't even repeat anything this person has done to you don't even tell people that this person is going around saying this about me every time somebody you know they ask her, how about that fella or that lady you say, oh, always wonderful doing very well I had I heard she had a baby you know god bless her god bless those kids ah huh? i pray they prosper i pray they do well i pray they act you know i hope she gets married and everything in fact i'm going to pray for her that you know things go well with her business that's a person that is praying that your own business closes. That something happens to you that you die. Yeah, I pray, well, I hope she lives. I pray she lives long. I pray that her family prospers and flourishes. That money comes to her in the name of Jesus. That's what you're doing. You're blessing a person that is cursing you. I mean, we don't think about this a lot, but this is actually what we call the God kind of love. <laughs> and this is only possible if you are saved. And we're going to look at it. You're going to see that it's only possible with those who are saved at least to a consistent level. Because the natural reaction... Look, our world is designed, you know, to favor retaliation. Look at all the movies you like, all the actual movies, right? Whether it's John Wick or... In fact, John Wick's one what was the re- retaliation over a dog. Like, the world, the wine of the world is actually verse 43. That you should love your neighbors and hate, utterly hate your enemy. You should bless those and bless you and curse those that curse you. That is actually he <laughs> gets that is actually the 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 popular the in thing according to man's fallen nature. That is what is expected of you. So you look at the action movies. What do you see there? You see you know they did something to you killed your family and all that those days what was no down uh, I think was it uh, Punisher yeah the Punisher I remember back in those days the Punisher. And they do something to the man's family, kill his whole family and everything. And they almost, they try to kill him, he doesn't die. And he comes back with revenge in his heart. And what does he do? He goes after those who killed his entire family, killed all of them, right? Killed the man, killed his sons, killed everything the man loves. And you see this recurring theme all over the place where you, you hardly see forgiveness, You hardly see forgiveness. You hardly, you hardly, most of the time you hardly see forgiveness. It's the same with movies or other kinds of genres, right? Where the person did something, you plot revenge or, you know, something like that. It's always a getting back at the person. Because that's just natural, how I put it, fallen human nature. To want revenge, to want to retaliate. You did me wrong, you harmed me, you hurt me. So I'm going to do that back to you a hundredfold. I know many times we bring this into our Christianity. We actually do. We bring this into our Christian work. We also look for how to get back at other people, at other brethren. You see, we only do good to those who do good to us. Are you seeing that? Because look how he says. He says, do good to them that hate you and pray for them that despise fully use you or despitefully." actually that word is to falsely accuse you or falsely slander you. So people who are, are falsely accusing you of what you did not do. He says, "What I should pray for them. People who are lying against you, telling lies, you should pray for them. Are you seeing that? <laughs> you know, it's already obvious that this cannot happen with the normal, fallen human nature. No, you can't. The normal human life cannot take this. This has to be the love of God. This is actually Jesus showing them the possibilities of the new creation." Are you seeing that? Now, if you want to backtrack a bit, because we're in 5 verse 43, if you backtrack to verse 38, you see it says, you have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. That's actually the same thing. Retaliation, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Retaliation, you do me, I do you. Man Uncle vex. That is the idea. That's the idea, you know? That's the idea. And as you're listening to me, you know this is true. That's the idea. That's usually the base idea. And anybody who does me, I'll do them. You know, you turn to Rambo. Verse 39. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whoever shall smite you on the cheek, on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. In other words, what's he just saying? He's saying instead of retaliation, he's saying, because <laughs> someone said it doesn't mean someone should just be slapping me. No, he's actually making it's like a figure, like it's it's like an exaggeration that rather than retaliate, you know, the point is the person hits you, right? Rather hit the person back. It's better to be hit back. In other words, you have the ability to actually absorb the person's evil. Are you seeing that? Yes. He's saying, don't have grouse People be at peace with men. You don't have to retaliate. You don't have to get back at them. You see that? <laughs> he says, verse forty. And if any man will sue you at the law and take away your coat, let him have your cloak also. Are you seeing that? Rather than you be bitter at the person and everything, say, just, just, you know, go the extra mile to actually be at peace with that person. Are you seeing that? Yes, he's saying, love the person. The person is your only quote, take this, just settle the matter and move. Move on. Don't stay, because let me say this, many people are bitter because they are stuck in a loop of, you know, of anger towards a certain person. They are stuck in this loop of anger and frustration because of what someone did to them sometimes 10 years ago, sometimes 5 years ago. There's this unforgiveness in their hearts. There's this desire for revenge. If I can only find that person, what I'll do to the person? It's bitterness, it's anger. You know, it's inside and there's so much, you know, desire for violence on the inside of many people. You see, that's actually the impulse of the carnal nature. Impulse of the carnal nature. But you see, the man who is spiritual, the man who is born again, is above that. (laughs) I was He who is above is what? Above all. You are above those things. Yes, you are from above. Where you come from is different. Are you seeing that? The nature of God in you is different. You have the ability to forgive those who hurt you. Look at Jesus. What happened? He set the example. He was on the cross, nailed on the cross, and for something he did not do. And he was even helping the people. Yet they were crucifying him. They were killing him. And of course, do you think he didn't feel the emotions you would feel if it was you? He felt everything. The Bible says he was tempted at every point, but yet without sin. And it's only a man that can be tempted, by the way, God cannot be tempted. That, that's what the Bible tells us. The Bible says God cannot be tempted to do evil. But he was tempted because God had become a man. He was tempted. But what did he do? He forgave them. Says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Are you seeing that? Forgive them. They know not what they do. Because the wages of sin is dead. They were under the law. They were under sin. Under that law, what they were doing was worthy of some crazy punishment. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Forgive them. Can we pray like that for people? Someone, you know, does something to you. So, you know, Many times, we actually choose our friendships based on who has not done anything wrong to us. <laughs> and we maintain our friendships based on the right or yeah maintain friendship based on how well this person has managed to keep doing good to me are you seeing that? even as Christians sometimes the disciples that we have are people that we are mentoring are those who only do good to us but it's not supposed to be so it says love your enemies and God said the example. Bible says "The world well, we're yet seen as Christ died for us And the Bible tells us we're enemies in our own minds. We're actually enemies of God. But as we're sinners, he died for us. So God (laughs) came to those who are far off. We who were far off in our sins. We who were separated from God and said we didn't want anything to do with God. God came and reached out to us. You see that? You see, love does not require a response. Think about this. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross, he has gone and he has died for people. There are many people that will still hate him and reject him. There are many people that will actually not give two kicks about what he has done. Because I was thinking about this and many times, even when we actually go out of our way to do something for someone we we'll normally do it for, we say, okay, this is my enemy or this is someone I don't know. This is someone who cannot, um, you know, who doesn't deserve what I'm about to do. Even when we do that, you know, we sometimes wait for a thank you. If a person doesn't thank us, we say it's bad manners. Then what do we do? We, we just wash our hands of the person, right? Let me say this. In the world, we have lots of people who, because believers tend to get carried away by the good works of unbelievers. You know, say, if everyone can just love in this world, this world will be a better place. Do you even know what you're saying? The unbeliever is incapable of loving like Jesus. The only thing that can unify the world and make it a better place is the love of Christ, the love of man is always selfish and tainted. It cannot make this world a better place, I'm telling you. Because our love is so biased. Our love is so um, conditional. It has a requirement. So, if, or just imagine everyone is in quotes, as I said loving. Let me even add something. The world will love you, the world will not forgive you. I've always said this. The world will what? Love you. The world will not what? Forgive you. They don't have the capacity to forgive. The world, like like forgive you, they won't forgive you. Nope when you do something bad, with begging and tears. Of course, now, I'm sure you're aware of what we call cancel culture. <laughs> if I should do a whole podcast episode about that, cancel culture, where the, the world will call you out for any small thing that they think is not right. And then, you know, the people calling you out are also total hypocrites. Because Jesus gave a principle and a premise for you to, in quote, call people out. He said, let him who is without what sin cast the first stone. Yeah, that's what Jesus said. Let him without without sin cast the first stone. That's his premise really for calling people out. So, imagine people are stoning somebody for what? Fornication. They're calling a person out for, okay, maybe a pastor, which is popular these days for fornication or for adultery. And they're calling him out and saying he must resign. But if I, if you actually go through the list of people who are calling out that pastor to resign, you will not be... I will, it won't be a shock to find out that there's a lot of people there that have done the same thing. But because their own has not been discovered, the whole idea is that if you are caught, you know, the idea is, you know, you are a saint until you are caught. So if <laughs> you have people who have done the same thing, but because they have not been caught, they are still saints in the eye of the public. yes. And that's what you see there. That's why they, they, you know, some people for social media, cloud and everything. They join their voices to cause this. I won't be shocked if there are people who are rapists who are also calling out you know, against rape on social media. But because they want be caught, they feel like oh, I can just lend my voice to that. Am I saying it's bad to call out something? It's not bad, but there's this lack of forgiveness in today's culture, which is that because you heard someone did something bad, it's time to cancel the person, not knowing that you are also a grievous sinner. When Jesus came, one thing that Jesus looked out uh, for were people who admitted they were sinners. He did not go for those who were self-righteous. And there's a lot of self-righteousness, you know, a lot of hypocrisy to the cancel culture. Because you have a lot of self-righteous people who are acting like they've done nothing wrong. And they have the right, the moral right, to actually call someone else out and say you are canceled. But well, who gives you the right? Are you perfect? Because, okay, you didn't do something sexually. doesn't mean you've not scammed someone before. Does it mean you've not stolen something from your employer before? There are many, many sins that people have committed. You see, but our world today, as I said, it's a the, the love of the world is very twisted, very twisted. The only love is when it's convenient. So, oh, you see people, when it's convenient, they say, oh, let's preach love. Let's preach love. Oh, let's just love. Let's love. If you cannot love, everyone will fine. But the same people, if you show them what love looks like, they will stab you in a heartbeat <laughs> because they cannot love. They don't even know what they are saying. They don't, they've not seen love. If you seen love, you cannot resist it. The love of God is irresistible. I'm telling you, it is irresistible. There's a way Christ loved like this that people were just drawn to him. It's, it is, as I said, it's regardless of what you do. It has nothing to do with you and what you did for me. At all. Zero, zero, zero expectation. You know, that was by doing it for you. Thank me. I move. You don't thank me. It's like water falling off a dog's back. You get. It doesn't affect me or should not affect me anyway. Or my actions are not um, how I put it. My actions are not influenced by your own actions. No, I just love you and that's it. Are you seeing that? (laughs) So love your enemies. Do good to them that persecute you. Okay, that despiteful use you and what? Persecute you. Right? Persecute you. That is people who oppress you. Are you seeing that? People who <laughs> want to harm you. Verse 45, that you may be children of your Father which is in heaven. Are you seeing that? For he makes his son. So, first of all, before that, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. What does that mean? He's trying to say or explain that this is all based on the nature of God that is inside you. God is your Father because you have his nature, you have his DNA. That is why you have the same ability like jesus on the cross to say father forgive them for they know not what they do the exact same ability is inside you nothing less than that is inside you you have the exact same ability and that's why living up to who you are as a christian means that you cancel cancel you give people a long rope you forgive people yes you forgive people because the truth is that you cannot if anyone is trying to harm you if you have an enemy the first thing that must happen before anything else is forgiveness. If you don't forgive that person, there's no way you can actually extend the hand of fellowship to the person. There's no way you can help the person. So you see, forgiveness is the first right. Let me say this. Under Christ, forgiveness is the right of your enemy. <laughs> yes. According to the Constitution of Christ, forgiveness is the right of your enemy. Are you seeing that? And Your enemy has the right to say, are you not a Christian? Don't, you should forgive me. And the person is right forgiveness is the right of your enemy it is his or her constitutional right as your enemy to be forgiven yes and if you don't forgive the person as a believer you are walking in the flesh you are walking against christ you are not representing jesus christ well and you know this when i say this like that i sound mean but it's the truth it's the truth now am i saying i am perfect and i've lived according to this no i'm not telling you that but a minister should be an example. We walk at it. The same way other believers, we also walk at it. And it's the Bible. So I preach it regardless of how high or low I've been able or how well I've been able to meet that standard. But it's something I've seen in the word of God. It is true. And it is something I work on. No one is perfect about that. But you have to realize that there is no excuse to not love your enemies. Are you seeing that? Now, He says, God is that you may be children of your father in heaven, that he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and the unjust. Are you seeing this? In other words, his son rises on the evil and the good. It doesn't matter whether they are good or bad. He treats them the same way. He loves both of them. So he's saying that people around you, whether they do good to you or not, he says your your act, your behavior towards them should be the same. You don't act towards them differently from how, you know, uh, or based on their approach, based on how good or how badly they're treating you, just love people. And that's how it is. Are you seeing that? He says, He makes His Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends His reign on the just and the unjust. It doesn't matter to God. God makes sure both of them are taken care of. And that's the God we serve, and that's who we are. Verse 46 He says, For if you love them which love you, which reward or what reward have you? are you seeing that do not even the tax collectors do the same yes so he's saying that he says look if you do what the world is doing what separates you you know just said in the book of John he says that you should love one another by this will all men know you are my disciples in other words the thing that separates us from the world is love not even miracles is love so if we can't see the love of God in you, say, how are you different? If the only people you are nice to are those who are nice to you, the only people that are friends with you, right, are those who are friends, you know, wh- so what's the difference? What makes you separate? What makes you different? What is appealing about your Christianity to other people? No, we are called to a higher, <laughs> a higher dimension, guys. We are called to something much better, much higher, a higher walk, the walk of love We've it is it is impossible for the unbeliever and it is with this that men see that look for a truth god has sent you for a truth that god lives in you are you seeing that verse 48 and this is where we're going to close be you therefore perfect even as your father which in heaven is what perfect that word perfect is of full age mature are you seeing that so he's saying that look your father in heaven is perfect in this regard is mature. This is who he is. His love. He's saying, you have now received his life and nature. He says, grow up. Grow up. Stop being a baby. Stop being petty. Any small thing you just want to, you know, you want to flare up and they know you for blowing up all over the place. He says, grow up. Stop being a child. Get off from that place. Become an adult in God. Become, you know, the, the, the God child. When people see, let them know that you're of God. And it is by love they can tell. So, the question is, Who are the people in your life? You should make a list, and how are you treating them? Who are the people that you are snubbing? Who are people that you are not relating to? You understand? Like, ask yourself: People have been treating right. Is it just those who have loved me? If that's the case, then you need to do something about it. And just for a little bonus tip, since February has not finished, right? As a lady and as a guy, the way you know a person that is walking the love of God. If you're dating somebody, it's not the way they're treating you. It is the way they treat other people that that have no vested interest. Or that they can't, or people that cannot, what's the word? People that don't add anything to their lives. The gate man, dumb man, right? Their parents, their siblings, people that, in quotes, are not giving a contract or something like that. People that they don't have to kiss up to. How do they treat them? Because if they treat them badly, don't worry, as as they marry you, don't worry you're next you're next (laughs) so that's a pro tip for free all right so why don't you reflect on this this is not a message you listen to once listen to two three four times five ten if you can and reflect on what i just explained and you have to make a list of people in your life that you have not been treating right and you have to make a decision to begin to treat them the way christ would treat them because that is what you are supposed to be doing and those are the things that will have rewards hallelujah also, if you're listening to me and you're not saved, you don't have the life of God in you, it is impossible for you to do this. It's impossible for you to love this way. But God loved you and that's why he gave his life for you. And so if you believe in what he did on the cross, that he died for you, and you make him the Lord of your life, you know. You just tell him, Lord, I want I make you my Lord, my master. Right? And I believe what you do on the cross. Immediately you believe that and say that out, you are saved. All right. So once you do that, just head over to my Instagram, and hit me up, and I'll show you what to do, you know, the next thing, your Christian walk, all right? Guys, have a wonderful day. God bless you, and bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essen, pst.essien. Also, if you've been blessed, and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast. Then you can give to 0106207685. I'll say that again 0106207685 GT Bank. God bless you.